Hello everyone and welcome back to the Exobet. First of all, I have to say, uh, after the first recording, nothing has changed and I feel just as excited. Nevertheless, I generally want to thank everyone, my friends and family who really showed their support. I can't express my appreciation enough. Anyways, so today we're touring the Lure, one of the biggest, busiest, and most popular museum that is home to more than 35,000 works of art starting from the 6th century to the 19th century. It is a sumptuous Renaissance palace, truly. <laughs> and as you might have guessed from that description, the Lourdes can be an intimating madhouse. It's a colony of crowds, flashes, selfie sticks, and not to mention the people trying to skip cues and touch the arts. It is overwhelming. And now you can avoid the throngs of crowds and tour the lure with me at the leisure of your home. I'll explain to you how to see all the lure's must-see masterpieces from wherever you are. Um, as I was reading, um, Lowly Planet says that it would take nine months to glance at every piece inside the lure. But luckily for you, I am a pretty good tour guide. So I made a brief mind map of what I think is essential and maybe in the future I'll make a part two of this. Also, I decided to make a drive file not only limited to this tour, but with time to add more documents so we could build our huge archive of arts. You'll find the virtual tour video inside the videos document under the lure tour file. So let's first start with the layout of the lure, shall we? The lure is a U-shape divided into three wings, the Denon wing, the Sully, and the Richelieu wing. Each of these wings has four floors. Um, the Denon wing is home to lure's most and best-known artwork that includes the world's most famous painting, the Mona Lisa. Uh, the Sully Wing is known for its statuary and antiques, and the Richelieu Wing houses the lavish apartments of Napoleon III and some famed Dutch artworks that includes Vermeer. Um, the Denon Wing and the Richelieu Wing are opposite of each other, and Sully Wing kind of sits in the middle and is in a square format. So first of all, we will be starting with the tour of the Denon Wing, and as you might have guessed from the Mona Lisa, the Denon Wing is the most visited part of the lure. Um, it boasts the fabulously ornate Apollo Gallery with high arches and the frescoed ceilings. It's a shrine to Saint King Louis XIV. The paintings actually were begun by Charles Rebron, but completed by Eugène Delacroix. And I want to explain the Delenwing to you in three subcategories. So firstly, we will be talking about the French paintings in the Delenwing. Um, the Delenwing is actually most renowned for its iconic French paintings from the neoclassical and romantic periods of art history. Eugene Delacroix's Liberty Leading the People, Jacques-Louis David's The Coronation of Napoleon, and Theodore Jericho's Raft of Medusa are some of the essential artworks in this room. The Raft of Medusa is really not your typical salon painting. It depicts a gruesome tale of an ill-plotted ship. It is based on an international tragedy, a tale of incompetence and cannibalism. A French royal sh frigate ship 
called the Medusa was headed to Senegal to reclaim the colony from the British, but it broke apart at the sea due to captain's navigational error. Um, Hugues de Roy de Chambres was a political hack and actually hadn't sailed in 25 years. He ran the ship aground in the sandbar of the coast of today's Mauritania. There were only five lifeboats for 400 passengers, so a raft was built and the officers and imported people took the comfortable lifeboats where the riffraff got the raft. It was what it was and the order of the day was save the elites first. The raft was supposed to be towed to safety but it was already sinking. On the captain's orders, um, an officer lowered the hatchet and rustily cut loose the raft with uh, 147 men abroad. Uh, then the raft drifted into the Atlantic and was abandoned at the sea. An evilly and cowardly vacation indeed. Then things got really nasty. Fighting, murder and famine and cannibalism ensued. Some men supposedly jumped into the sea to let sharks devour them, but they were stung by the swarming jellyfishes and had to crawl back into the raft. Eventually, only 15 men survived and five died shortly afterwards. Um, two survivors wrote a tell-all, best-selling autobiography that ruled the French society. It was one of the most famous shipwrecks before the Titanic. Scandal and uproar um, really ensured the Napoleonic France. It wasn't supposed to happen, but it actually inspired one of the greatest and biggest paintings of the 19th century. And this is actually all I want to say about the French paintings in the Den and Ving. Um, now moving on to the other thing is Italian paintings in a Den and Ving. The Den and Ving also boasts treasures from the Italian Renaissance. This is where you're going to be finding works from Sandro Botticelli, um, Leonardo da Vinci, the Mona Lisa at the Virgin and Child with St. Anne, um, Raphael's um, portrait of Baldassare Castiglione, and Taishi's pastoral concert, and not to forget about Paula Veronese's The Vedic Feast at Cana. Actually, the Mona Lisa stairs right across uh, from Veronese's massive Vedic Feast at Cana, and I could honestly talk tirelessly about Mona Lisa hours and hours, but I am planning on making a separate recording for it because there is a book about Mona Lisa. Well, actually not about Mona Lisa, but it changed the way I saw Mona Lisa that I want to mention. So I will be cutting short in the Italian paintings in the Den and Wing. Um, to talk about the sculptures in the Den and Wing, if you're one of those people who prefer sculpture to painting, the, the Den and Wing has one of the most magnificent sculptures, um, the Wing Victory of Samothrace. It also has a room on the ground dedicated to Italian sculpture, the Michelangelo Gallery. It's actually one of my personal favorite spots in the lore. Uh, it's home to Michelangelo's dying slave and rebellious slave from the 1513 and 1515. Um, these sculptures seem to struggle to escape the marble, were originally intended for the tomb of Pope Jules II in Rome, but um, Michelangelo got distracted with the ceiling of Vatican's Sistine Chapelle and could never finish the tomb. You can find Antonio Conovi's um, incredibly romantic psyche revealed by Cupid's Kiss. 
it's considered Caravaggio's master work. And if you actually go to Lure, uh, remember that it, it's not meant to look at from one angle, but rather built to revolve. So this is the Denon wing. Now we're moving on to the Sully wing, which is the middle part in between of the uh, the Denon wing and the Richelieu wing. In the Sully wing, we're going to find the world's most beautiful sculptures, antiques, and the remains of the medieval lore. Um, actually, one of the lore's greatest ladies, a Hellenistic masterpiece, is residing here. Uh, the Venus de Milo. Even without arms, Venus de Milo is considered the classical epitome of female beauty. You can also see another masterwork, Sleepy Chimaphrodites, a mythological merger of a male and a female body. Uh, the ancient sculpture was discovered in Rome um, near the Baths of Diocletian. Cardinal Scipione Borghese commissioned the Italian sculpture Bernini to carve the mattress in 1619. He later sold the piece to the French when he was trapped for cash. The Egyptian antiques are well-loved highlights of the Sully Wing as well. The collection features the 12-ton great Sphinx of Tainus, model ships, um, ancient sculptures, and a massive statue of Ramses II, and the Scorpius Room. Um, the medieval lure is also a fascinating place, and actually the lure was a um, 12th century fortress built by the King Philippi August. The lower levels are all that remains, of course, and uh, archaeologists discovered and extracted the underground medieval remainings actually during the construction of the pyramid that sits in the middle of the lure between the wings. So we're moving on to the Richelieu wing now. Um, in the Richelieu wing, we're going to admire the Louis Mesopotamian antiques, Napoleon III's Second Empire rooms, sculptures, and some amazing Dutch masterpieces. In the Richelieu wing boasts the spectacular Cormarly, a spacious glass-roofed courtyard, and it's stuffed with 17th and 8th marble and white stone sculptures, many commissioned by the Sun King Louis the uh, XIV and Louis the XV. Um, there's also a magnificent fountain of Diana that's dating from 1550. Um, perhaps the most famous part of the Richelieu wing is the Napoleon III's apartments. They were built between 1852 and 57 to accommodate visiting dignitaries. They are sumptuous. Crystal chandeliers glitter, uh, glided furniture gleams, and the ceilings support beautiful frescoes, all set amid red velvet and red drapery. The Rococo State Dining Room could seat almost up to 100 people. Um, the Richelieu Wing is also home to some unmissable Dutch old masterpieces, that's including uh, Johan Vermeer. The lace maker and the astronomer, um, Rembrandt's Bathsheba at her bath, uh, Bosch Ship of Fools, and George de la Tour's The Cheat with the Ace of Diamonds. Personally, Vermeer is such a special artist for me, and maybe in some episode I'll explain why, but I really want to touch on these paintings separately. As we're coming to the end of this tour, um, I think we can all say that Lure is hectic. It's beautiful and it's hectic. You honestly can't sum it up with one podcast episode, but I try to do my best. 
And as you might have noticed, I really want to keep my recording short and to the point so we could build upon it with time. Well, this is all from this exhibit. And until we meet again, stay safe.